All praise is due to Allah who bestows upon his servants mercy and peace. And all praise is due to Allah who grants his servants from hell release. I bear witness there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, the Lord of the north and the south and the west and the east. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, may Allah's peace and blessings be upon him, is Allah's final messenger who worshipped Allah in time of adversity and in time of ease. Loved ones, we are in a season of joy, blessings and forgiveness. And today is a day of joy, blessings and forgiveness. We are assembled here to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam said, مَجَتَمَعَ قَوْمٌ يَذْكُرُونَ اللَّهَ إِلَّا حَفَّتْهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَغَشِيَتُهُمُ الرَّحْمَةِ وَنَزَلَتْ عَلَيْهِمُ السَّكِينَةِ وَذَكَرَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي مَنْ عِنْدَهِ Anytime a group of people meet to remember Allah, the angels surround them, and the mercy envelops them, and the tranquility descends on them, and Allah mentions them to those who are near to Him. <coughs> Loved ones, it will be of a great benefit for us to activate our senses, so we feel the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enveloping us. We feel the tranquility descending on us. We open our heart to absorb the mercy and the tranquility from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He brings onto His slaves. Today is a day of mercy. Today is a day of joy. And today is a day of forgiveness. As you know, we are in the 10th day of the first 10 days of the Hijjah. The Prophet said, there are no days in which Allah loves good deeds more than these ten days. Through the mercy and the providence of Allah, this ninth day of the first of those ten days happened on Friday. So we have double magnitude of mercy, double magnitude of forgiveness, Double magnitude of opportunity to come closer to Allah Azza wa Jal. Some of you are fasting today, and as you know, the one who fasts on the day of Arafat receives two years worth of forgiveness. And the one who participates in this act of worship, the way Allah designed it for us to participate in it, will leave this Jum'ah with ten days worth of forgiveness. So today we are receiving magnitudes of forgiveness and mercy. So it's a joy to be alive today. It's a great blessing that we are alive today participating in this act of worship, living those 10 days. You never know that if there will be another 10 days for you. You never know if there will be another Eid for you. You never know that if there will be another Friday for you. So do not take the Fridays, do not take the 10 days for granted. Those are great opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us to worship Him. And those are great opportunities through which Allah 
forgives us and bestows his mercy upon us. Brothers and sisters, for us to be good worshippers, we need to have knowledge. Knowledge is the key to be good at everything. To be a good doctor, you need to have knowledge. To be a good businessman, you need to have knowledge. To be a good teacher, you need to have knowledge. And also to be a good worshipper, you need to have knowledge. This knowledge is related to knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to know the law of Allah azza wa jal. You as a worshipper are in the business of pleasing Allah by your performance of good deeds. This is a very profitable business. Profitable, not with an F, but with a PH. It's following the Prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is a very profitable business because all of the prophets of Allah were in the business of pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you as a worshipper, when you live your life to please Allah, you will be in a very profitable business. But the question is, what is a good deed? What is a good deed through which we will please Allah Azza wa Jal? Allah commands what He loves in respect to belief, practices, attitudes, and behaviors. And He forbids what He hates in respect to belief, practices, attitudes, and behaviors. And in general, whatever runs contrary to a commanded practice is a sin. And in general, whatever runs contrary to a prohibited practice is obedience. Every act of obedience is a good deed. Every time you obey Allah's order, you are doing a good deed. Every time you refrain from a prohibited practice, you are doing a good deed. But good deeds are not limited to visual, ritualistic acts of worship. Good deeds are not limited to praying, fasting, reading the Quran, paying charity, and doing hajj. Good deeds entail being friendly, helpful, courteous, cordial, honest, being a peacemaker, being a peace spreader, encouraging, feeding the hungry, giving money to the needy, helping your spouse at the house, being a good parent, all of that comes under the umbrella of doing good deeds. Every God-pleasing act is a good deed. But for the deed to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it has to meet the criterion of accuracy and the criterion of sincerity. There must be accuracy and there must be sincerity. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُوا لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا Whoever hopes to meet his Lord, he should do correct deeds and not dispense the worship of his Lord to anyone else. As a believer, a person can be sincere, but his deeds lack accuracy. And sincerity in of itself does not compensate for lack of accuracy. Acts of worship that do not meet the accuracy condition, however sincere they may be, are flawed. Therefore, it's very important for us to
to be accurate as we are doing our acts of worship. And the good thing is, many acts of good deeds are not structured. Meaning, once you do them and you are sincere, they count for you as good deeds. But they are acts of worship that are structured. And those structured acts of worship have to meet one of six criterions, depending on which criterion is applicable to what acts of good deeds. We'll go briefly through those criteria. One of them is reason. They are acts of worship that cannot be correct unless their reason come into effect. For example, sneezing. Sneezing is the reason for somebody to say afterward, Alhamdulillah, all praise is due to Allah. And the person who hears them says, Allah, may Allah mercy you. And the first person responds saying, Allah May Allah guide you and bring goodness to your affairs. If somebody says, well that sounds good. Now we want to do it after sneezing and also after coughing. Say no, you cannot do that because the reason for those exchange of acts of worship is after sneezing. And if somebody wants to transfer it after coughing, it does not meet the criterion. Another criterion for accuracy is kind. Some acts of worship have to be done according to a specific kind. And that applies to sacrificial animal. As you know, many of us tomorrow or the days afterward, they will be doing a sacrifice. This sacrifice has to be from the sheep or the cattle or a camel. Somebody says, well, I have a deer and it's worth 10 sheep. So you cannot do that. It's not valid unless it is from specific animals. And concerning sacrifice, I mentioned, I would like to mention to you that the Prophet told us anyone who intend to do the sacrifice, when the month of the Hijjah comes, he should not take anything from his hair or from his nails until the sacrifice is done. The third criterion for accuracy is measure. Certain acts of worship have to be done according to a specific measure. For example, after Salah, we say 25 times, SubhanAllah, 25 times, Allahu Akbar, 25 times, La ilaha illallah, 25 times, Alhamdulillah. If somebody says, those statements are good, we want to up it now to 50 each. You say, no, you cannot do that. You have to do it according to the specific measure. But you can do it in any sequence you would like. Another criterion for accuracy is sequence or style. Certain acts of worship have to be done according to the original sequence through which they were legislated. For example, in the salah, a person has to make ruku' first and then make sujood. It cannot be vice versa. So the sequence has to be preserved for some acts of worship to be correct. Another criterion for accuracy is time. Some acts of worship can only be done in the designated time. If a person does it before the time, it's not valid. If somebody says, I'm going to pray Fajr before the Fajr time comes, his Salah is not valid, even if it was due to a mistake. The congregation of Jumu'ah only can be done on Jumu'ah. If somebody proposes to change it to a different date, it's not going to work, because that is a criterion for 
accuracy. Another criterion for accuracy is a place. Some acts of worship can only be done in a designated place. If the place criterion is not there, is not met, the act will lack accuracy. Nowadays, people are doing hajj. May Allah accept from them and bring them to their houses in safety and security. People who do hajj, they stand on the mountain of Arafat. If somebody decides to stand on a different mountain, his hajj will not be valid. So the place is important in certain acts of worship. And those people who stand on Arafat, it says in the hadith narrated by Ibn Majah, عن عائشة رضي الله عنها أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما من يوم أكثر من أن يعتق الله فيه عبدا من النار من يوم عرفة وإنه ليدنو ثم يباهي بهم الملائكة فيقول ما أراد هؤلاء There is no day when Allah releases more servants from hell than the day of Arafat Indeed, he draws near, and then he shows them off to his angels, saying, what do they want? Brothers and sisters, what ensures accuracy to your performance of acts of worship is learning. Therefore, it's a key element, knowledge. Knowledge is a key element, and we have to invest time to learn about how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with accuracy. And sincerity in of itself does not compensate for lack of accuracy. Some people say, well, I have a good intention. Having a good intention in of itself does not compensate for lack of accuracy. One time, a group of three men came to the houses of the Prophet ﷺ asking about his worship. And when they were informed about it, they considered it to be little. Then one of them said, this is the Prophet of Allah. Allah has given him total forgiveness. So one of them said, as far as I am concerned, I will pray the whole night, every night. And the second one said, I will fast every day, day in and day out. And the third one said, I will be celibate. I will practice celibacy. When the Prophet ﷺ came and he was informed about what they have said, he said, Verily, I sleep part of the night and I pray part. I fast some days and some days I do not. And I am married. And whoever does not follow my way is not from me. Listen to what the Prophet ﷺ, Whoever does not follow my way is not from me, meaning he's not from my followers. And remember, those people were sincere. They want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They were sincere, but they had unrealistic expectations. And the reality of the life of the Prophet ﷺ did not bring to their attention that their expectations were unrealistic but rather they started making excuses therefore the Prophet said I am the one who fears Allah the most and know about Allah the most so he worships Allah the best 
And those people were sincere. So we conclude from this story, brothers and sisters, sincerity alone does not compensate for lack of accuracy. We have to be sincere and we have to do our acts of worship with accuracy. Loved ones, as you know, there's a way to do every act of habit. And you convert those acts of habit into acts of worship by doing them in a way that is pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal. And also by doing them according to how Allah Azza wa Jal prescribed for us to do those acts of habit. And that requires knowledge on your part. There is a way to do every act of habit and a short prayer that goes along with it. Those prayers entail praising Allah, seeking His help, soliciting His protection, and requesting His guidance. And these prayers are not verbal expressions that we say as a formality. Not at all, my loved ones. These are scientific techniques that release a new guidance, help, strength, protection and power from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These prayers are the reasons that Allah azza wa jal put in place to bless your life, to bless your daily activities. When you affect those causes, you bring onto yourself the blessings and the guidance and the support and the help from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those are important parts of our worship life. They are not formality that we say, but they are scientific, prophetic techniques in which you bring the mercy, the guidance, the help, the protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to your lives. They are the reasons that Allah put in place to bless your entire life. There is a prayer that you say when you wake up in the morning and see your face in the mirror. There's a prayer that you say when you enter the bathroom and when you leave the bathroom. There's a prayer that you say when you leave the house. There's a prayer that you say when you get in your car. There's a prayer that you say when you enter the market. When you know all those prayers and you incorporate them in your daily living, you are acknowledging Allah in every aspect in your life. You're not heedless to Allah's presence while you are doing this and this and this and that. When we fail to incorporate those prayers in our lives as if we're not inviting Allah to bless this activity or this uh, action. But when we do those prayers, we are acknowledging Allah Azza wa Jal. We are asking Allah to bless every activity in our lives. And that requires knowledge on our part to know those prayers, to invest time to know those prayers. It's very profitable for us to invest time to know those prayers by heart. To say them, to memorize them, to take them into effect, to unlock the, the blessings and the power and the mercy of Allah into our lives when we do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us to do for us to receive His forgiveness. Brothers and sisters, those are the 10 days of the month of Dhul-Hijjah. And also we are very close to start a new year. As we are doing those acts of worship and we are increasing our level of acts of worship in those 10 days, what we're going to do afterwards? How are we going to proceed with the next few months of our lives? 
May I suggest to you to lead a life of repentance. Let us repent to Allah Azza wa Review the use of your money. Review the use of your health. Review the use of your resources. Review the use of your time. Review how you have been treating your family members. Review how you have been treating your wife and your children. And make proper adjustments. Repentance is a way of life, not a fact of life. Sin is a fact of life, but not a way of life. But repentance is not a fact of life, but it's a way of life. The Prophet ﷺ used to make repentance every day 70 times. إِنِّي أَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهُ وَأَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ فِي كُلِّ يَوْمٍ سَبْعِينَ مَرَّةٍ That was the reality of the worship life of the Prophet ﷺ. And let us repent. A repentance is an act of worship that is very dear to Allah. As the Prophet ﷺ said, لَاللَّهُ أَفْرَحْ بِتَوْبَةِ أَحَدِكُمْ حِينَ يَتُوبُ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ أَحَدِكُمْ كَانَ فِي أَرْضِ فَلَاتٍ وَمَعَهُ رَاحِلَتَهُ فَانْفَلَتَتْ مِنْهُ وَعَلَيْهَا طَعَامُهُ وَشَرَابُهُ فَآيَسَ مِنْهَا فَأَتَى شَجَرَةً فَضَّجَعَ فِي ظُلِّهَا فَبَيْنَمَا هُوَ كَذَلِكَ وَقَدْ أَيْسَ مِنْ رَاحِلَتِهِ فَإِذَا هِيَ قَائِمَةٌ عِنْدَهُ فَأَخَذَ بِخِطَامِهَا وَقَالَ when the slave repents to Allah, Allah is happier with his repentance than the one who lost in a barren land his traveling camel, which carries his food and his drink. And after he lost all hopes to find it, he sat in the shade of a tree, fully despaired from finding his camel. As he was in that situation, suddenly it appeared before him. So he grabbed it by the leash and he said, Oh my Lord, you are my slave and I am your Lord. Can you imagine that? He made the pronunciation error due to his extreme joy. And when you repent to Allah, Allah will be so joyful with you coming back to Him more and more. But Allah does not make any errors. Let us repent to Allah. What keeps us from repenting to Allah are two main reasons. Following temptations, following desires, following inclinations. That's what keeps us from repenting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَلَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِيَ الْمَأْوَى As for the one who fear his standing before his Lord, and he refrain from following the inclinations of himself, Jannah is the home. And the second reason, طول الأمل, false sense of assurance. Oh, I will do it tomorrow. Oh, I will have time. There's more time for me. There's more time for me to do this and this and that. False sense of assurance. But you know what, brothers and sisters, we do not know when death happens. Therefore, the Prophet ﷺ used to say, "Akthiru min dhikri Remember the one that destroys your joys much, and that is death. When you think about death, you say, maybe I need to make arrangement now. 
Maybe I need to repent now. Maybe I need to do this and this now. Every day that comes by brings you closer to the station of your isolation and to the pit of your interrogation. You will be put in that station of your isolation by yourself. And that is the pit of your interrogation when the angels come to ask you about what you have done. So do not think there are days for you to come. Repent now and do not let that false sense of assurance to lead you on, to lead you on, to lead you on until you forget to repent. Brothers and sisters, we need to make repentance to Allah. Let that repentance satiate every aspect of our lives. Let us come to Allah Azza wa Jal and Allah will bless our lives. As the Sha'ir said, وَلَدَتْكَ أُمُّكَ يَبْنَ آدَمَ بَاكِيًا وَالنَّاسُ حَوْلُكَ يَضْحَكُونَ سُرُورًا فَعْمَلْ لِنَفْسِكَ أَن تَكُونَ إِذَا بَكُوا فِي يَوْمِ مَوْتِكَ ضَاحِكًا مَسْرُورًا Son of Adam, your mother bore you while you were crying and your folks around you laughing out of joy. So work during your life, do works of righteousness. So when they cry, when you depart from this world, you will be laughing out of joy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to that which is best. Allahumma amin rawatina, wastur awratina, waktum bil baqiyatis salihati a'malana. Allahumma arina al-haqqa haqqan warzuqna attiba'a. وَأَرِنَا الْبَاطِلَ بَاطِلًا وَرْزُقْنَا جِتِنَابًا O Allah, give us peace and security and allow us to finish our deeds unto you with righteous deeds that are pleasing to you. O Allah, make us see the truth as the truth and guide us to follow it. And make us see falsehood as falsehood and guide us to stay away from it. This is my reminder to you today. I hope that Allah makes us from the people who hear the speech and follow that which is best. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد